1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: This is the Ocean Protect Podcast, talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect, committed to change. Welcome back, guys. Pretty interesting first episode, I have to say, and, and my mind's been blown. A whole lot of different places, but I think let's go back to to maybe you and and, and go, well, tell us about how you, you know, A, got interested in this, Mm -hmm. and B, what you're currently doing at the
1: moment. I got interested in it because um, I had a chemistry lecturer at university. His name is Daryl Hawker, and he's just amazing. I, I'm sure you, he yeah. was my lecturer yeah.
0: for environmental chemistry uh, when I was at uni. Isn't amazing? Yeah. Isn't he yeah. amazing?
1: He looks like a villain. He looks like
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a movie villain. He's like you know. I've never met you, mate. I
2: don't know what you look big, like. Un- but, big yeah. handlebar moustache. Yep, yeah, big handlebar moustache. Can we can we get a photo of this guy? For, like, <laughs> oh, like,
1: uh, I believe uh, me, you're gonna love it. Oh, boom.
0: Anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know, so but yeah. he talks passionately as well. Yeah, he is
1: amazing. Honestly, my favorite teacher of all time in anything. He basically started talking about these contaminants, and I just thought to myself, "Oh, well, all right, perfect. That's we were looking at other types of organic contaminants. You know, some of them are a lot more well known and a lot more, um, you know, considered For in the water quality. You have things such as PCBs. Mm-hmm. Um, poly, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's." Um, by phenols, poly- uh, polychlorinated by phenols. That's PCBs and stuff like We'll that. check with Daryl Hawker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but everyone's heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Basically, he just started talking about them and just said, well, there's not really a lot known yet at the moment about these contaminants. They're just, as other emerging contaminants, they're basically relatively unknown, you know, and... <sighs> We cannot really say much about them still. We cannot really talk that much about them still because we just don't know.
0: And it's a good spot for a young, intrepid uh, university graduate uh, to be essentially almost uh, the expert in a field when you actually focus your research on on an emerging area, such as emerging contaminants.
1: Exactly. Because a lot of people, you know, at university focus on nutrients, you know, nutrients, N and P, nitrogen, phosphorus in water and how it affects eutrophication. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Everybody yeah. knows eutrophication and how how it, how it is affected, you know? And I guess I just didn't want to be part of the bunch that just looks yeah. at these, con- like, okay, perfect. NNP, we know how to take them out of the water. We know what it, what they do. Well, in the water. do you know
2: what? Just as Ocean Protect, mm-hmm. do we know how to take them out of the water? That's a, we'll get you back to that because we, we concentrate a lot on nitrogen, mm-hmm. phosphorus, mm-hmm. Uh, our devices, you know, around the country, mm-hmm. you know. It's very, very
0: complicated.
2: Mm. We we think we know, but we, mm. we think we know how to do it.
1: It is, it is really hard. Yeah, but,
0: but we've developed technology specifically to try and maximise the removal of nitrogen, oh, phosphorus, for sure, for sure. But, because but, it is a known contaminant. But Whereas, but I'm for sure, where when
2: Nicholas goes, I yeah. oh, believe one knows about it. Hey, come on, Brad. For yeah. me, to you look in the eyes. Some people still deny. it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, look. So, yeah. Hey, anyway, carry on.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's all good. Like we have, um, you know, for nitrogen, for example, we know. That we can take it, like you said, Brad, we can take it out in water treatment. We can take it out of the water through the aerator secondary stage of a wastewater treatment plant. Mm. You know, you just take out the nitrogen and you get the water back to the waterway mm. without, you know, major problems of, you know, eutrophication. Stuff yeah. like. PFAS, not so much. Yeah. You know, PFAS, we still don't have in many areas or many wastewater treatment plants. We don't really have technologies that could take them out of the water. So what happens is we either you know, end up with PFAS in drinking water mm. or PFAS going back into waterways that are ecologically significant. So, um, I guess that's what it was. It, it was really interesting to me. It was like, wow. Well, you was know it not a really? light bulb
2: moment where you, can you remember exactly where you were? Or was it, that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just want to know. Was it over a course of time you just went, Hey, this is where my heart goes. This is where I want to study.
1: <laughs> just contemplating my life <laughs> like at 1am and stuff. I was like, oh, bling. <laughs> um, it was more, it was more me just like, you know, deciding, well, I mean, what do I want to specialize in? I really like. Chemistry, and I really like you know contaminants. Not that way. I mean, I get excited. I get excited when I find them, but it's not really a good thing, you know. Yeah, so you got to sort
2: out what you're do exactly, with them. Yeah.
1: exactly. So it's like uh, you see them, for example, in a paper, or you get results that are positive for a contaminant. You're like, yeah, they're there, but in your mind, you're always like, oh, what are <laughs> we going <laughs> to do? With but, them? What but, are we going to do? Exactly. And what 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 threat do they pose towards you know humans and everything like that? Cool. It, okay, it's, it's
0: certainly a hot issue. Like I remember when I was first getting into PFAS, I went to a, a seminar. It was was a I think it was a soil contamination mm. or site remediation seminar and generally you'd expect maybe 20 or 30 people to rock up this had well over 100 people and it sold out about three weeks in advance, which almost never happens. And it wasn't just engineers, it was scientists, it was lab technicians, it was site remediation mm. professionals, everyone, and the, the, the national Australian government had actually just released a guideline around setting appropriate standards mm. for PFAS. Look, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of interest, there's a lot of money mm. from a consultancy, mm. from a lab perspective. Absolutely. There's also a lot of concern about it. And I guess the key concern is in relation to human health. And we talked about in part one of this podcast about the – the human health risks and just to recap on that so just to just to clarify, so it's there isn't specifically, to the best of my knowledge, mm. a direct human health link yeah. to PFAS, but it has been identified as a potential carcinogen, carcinogen yeah. uh, because it um, it has a tendency to accumulate in organs such as the liver and the kidneys, and they have ability to sort of disrupt uh, gene expression. So there's uh, the fact that it has those sort of properties, and the fact that it does bioaccumulate and mm-hmm. and doesn't break down. There's a it's 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 basically like if the predator came <laughs>
2: to your hometown, you'd be like, "Look, he looks pretty scary. <laughs> he could kill us, but we don't know who he is yet." Yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah, exactly. it's a good
0: analogy. It's kind of yeah, sense. Jeremy, yeah. you're a poet. Well, well, mate, have you seen the predator? <laughs> I have seen the predator. It's just, you know, it's
2: no, 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 scary because you can't see him too. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Jeez, <I'm just laughs> idiot to on No, no. We, we need to send this information to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> bodies and stuff like that, you know. The PFAS p- has a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It's so, pretty ugly too. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no,
2: but great wrap up. Right. So let's just go into a, like, one thing. So we, we, we touched on part one. There must be manufacturers out there. They must be doing the research to mm. make sure it's safe. So there must be like, you know, like how you've got um, – you know, your, your EV companies, Tesla, you've got your your mm-hmm. oil companies. Mm. If you're producing a product, you have to go and prove that it's safe. Mm. What do you guys know about that space?
1: We know – well, what I know is that PFAS, <coughs> over the past um, 10 years, it has been faced out in the States, in the United States and everything like that. There's a lot of concern over there about, you know, their potential effect. Just like CFCs, you know, we're not really trying to make them again. We're just trying to, like, just take them out of the market. Yeah. You know, they were mainly found in – products from 3M, the company 3M. Um, and therefore they have been like, you know, they have been pressured into- You're going to gonna get sued by 3M, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just blighted. That's fine. No, no, no. It's I'll fine. Just, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll fine. just throw some PFAS water at that. It? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's more about um, just, I guess it has been just a matter of like seeing how they have been faced out. You know, it's not really um, at a point where people are necessarily treating them. We're actually mm. still finding- Better ways of treating them. Um, research still going on. We are still also finding, you know, new research. It's becoming more popular in the research world to see the effects of these contaminants in people. Many studies are actually coming from China because there are a lot. There's a lot of apparently there's a lot of contamination for PFAS over there. Mm. You know, um, was that? Just basically, well, I guess it has to do with the population and the fact that maybe over there PFAS were being used and the awareness wasn't there yet. And I guess there's now a lot of people who are presenting serum problems. Actually, the study that I mentioned before, which had to do with uh, people that were uh, pregnant women that were exposed to water with PFAS or had PFAS in their blood serums with newborns and their newborns being born at a lower weight and... With a smaller head circumference, um, that came from China. That came from China as well. So there's a lot of research on that part. There's no real, you know, reason though.
0: There's no uh, risk for my head circumference. It has to be said I have quite a bulbous have head. No PFAS at all. <laughs> but I, I guess you put your hand, up <laughs> to I thought, the it, out of I it thought I'd get in before Jeremy. <laughs> but I guess a, a key point that you've made is the fact that PFAS is being phased out, and mm-hmm. that's a good news story. And I think yeah. over the last ten or fifteen years, uh, we are seeing, like for example, firefighting foams. Mm-hmm. We aren't using the highest sort of PFAS concentration no. in our PFAS. We're actually using an alternative yeah. firefighting foam, yeah. which, uh, which is what
1: it's protein based um, firefighting foam. So they break down. They are the ones that break down and everything. It's just that and. PFAS-based um, ones are just not used. Yeah. yeah, So that is a really good thing. But
0: we've got this, I guess, legacy of PFAS in our environment, don't but we? Is because- it
2: like Agent Orange? Is it, it going to be like
1: dead? Uh, well, not it, it, necessarily dead, but it's, it's, you find pockets of it. You yeah, know, that yeah. I think I read somewhere that there was a pocket of… Agent Orange in, I think, Parramatta River, which was incredible.
0: Well, there's been some experiences just in southeast Queensland, for example, which we're we're now in. So obviously um, uh, in the Bremer River, which is a a major river system going through uh, Ipswich, which is a nearby city, they've actually banned uh, fishing because of the high concentrations or elevated concentrations of PFAS in their waterways. What do you mean
1: they're banned fishing?
0: Oh, sorry, you can fish, but they don't recommend eating the fish.
1: The problem with PFAS and PFAS and all that stuff, you know, is that because it is so persistent in the environment and because there's so many pathways to it, even if you find it in a pocket of anywhere, you know, in a little creek or something, like, you just cannot necessarily point towards, you know, one point source and say, oh, it's coming from there. You have to assume that it might be coming from so many other places. I'll give an example. There was, um, there was a study um, conducted in 2000, I think 16 or something like that uh, by Gallon, And it had to do with PFAS being found in well, in the sewage systems of Australia, so for example, um, sewage outlets or sewage discharge outlets. So generally, what happens is when there's heavy rain, you have a sewage outlet. You know, the rain goes down into you know the sewer lines and stuff. Uh, and these sewage outlets prevent backflow of sewage into the houses of people and stuff. Uh, but why does it? How, how does it do that? Well, it expels the excess sewage, raw sewage into water waste.
2: So, so overflows, man, like, like 101, like we're, we're in the stormwater game. We know all about that. It, it, no, no, <laughs> exactly, no, but, overflows, yeah. But, but it, isn't it, that, that's probably the best explanation for, mm-hmm. for people at home to know how sewer, sewer overflows work. Yeah, yeah, That's sure. really, really well mm. said. We're mm. like we've never probably conveyed that. Mm. But that's except, you know, to prevent sewage going back up. Yeah. This is why you put yeah. sewer Pe- flow. People flow have down. this
0: misconception that sewage when you flush your toilet, it just goes to a treatment plant. Yeah. Uh, and look, most of the time it does, mm. but in heavy rainfall events the it sewer has sometimes yeah. has to overflow to event flooding, et cetera.
1: The thing is, it's fine. You know, for people for the most part and stuff uh, it's fine for people like to assume that the sewer, you know, being released will be fine because what are you adding? You're adding organic matter and nutrients. Mm wrong mm, <laughs> you're mm, adding a lot of mm, other things mm. that are persistent but we didn't know that yeah so we just put these structures that add stuff into mm. the water mm. but we don't really know what's going into the water but
0: PFAS can obviously go into the waterway via sewage mm. as in sewer overflows exactly. but also from a stormwater runoff perspective as what, well what about air i mean can, can,
1: yep. is it airborne it's airborne through sediment so it becomes here okay, yeah, yeah, to yeah, dried cool. sediments yeah. so great so like, know, like recently
2: out. there's been a study to say that um uh, microplastics have been found up in these mountains over in yeah. Europe or wherever mm. it was. Mm-hmm. So basically, you get a bit of PFAS it sticks mm. to a bit of dust. Mm. And it gets blown a few mm-hmm. thousand k's away. Next, thing you know, you've got PFAS in the Himalayas. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Now that you said, now that you mentioned the microplastics, PFAS can actually adhere to microplastics oh God, and great. travel with microplastics. Mm. We have found microplastics in the Mariana Trench as well. Well,
2: no, that was that was. Uh, only the other day we, we, we saw that. Literally, was that the other day that they've just
0: Yeah,
1: the they bottom. had just found like some parcels like, of plastic. So
0: that is the deepest part of the, the ocean. Ever. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, we can, like we can get to the moon, Elon's going to get to Mars, but we can't actually get <laughs> physically mm. to the bottom of the ocean yet. We've exactly. something down.
0: But where we actually looked in the bottom of the ocean, what did this we find? Plastic. We found plastic. We found plastic yeah. and it's
1: insane. Yeah. Like, because of this, you know, now you get told by somebody, oh, now you can actually – have PFAS in conjunction with the plastics yeah. themselves. Yeah. Well, that's, and it was it's interesting. Incredible. I was
2: flying up here, and I, I just went to the Virgin Australia app, went to podcasts, and came up um, Earth Unscrewed, which is a podcast which you maybe haven't listened to, but um, I think that maybe done sort of a couple of years ago. But it was, it was just so interesting that that everybody was still talking about then, and I, mm. let's in future episodes I research it. Again, people are talking about the problem, and the nice thing, uh, Nicholas, have you on here is 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 you're doing research into finding out well, what do we do about it? Mm. And that's where sort of Brad and I have 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 hoped to, you know, shed a bit of light to do with this podcast. Is to go, hey, you know, we can all sit here and talk about it, but hey, there's a problem. Pete has, you know, every time we see that foam when they're they're doing the exercises at the airports, that's that's not good, guys. Mm. You know, that's Mm. that's really horrible, and. It's really, you know, it's really exciting to have you on board, to, you know, to, to explain to people because, like, people, I reckon ninety oh, percent of our listeners would look at Pfas and go, I don't know what that is. If you say yeah. white foam that saves people in the airport, they go Pfas. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really encouraging. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast.
1: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: But just in terms of the extent of the problem, so your research, so your undergraduate research thesis Mm -hmm. and your honors thesis Mm -hmm. looked at the extent and I guess concentration of PFAS and other sort of emerging contaminants Mm -hmm. uh, within the waterways of Brisbane. Yes. And so what did you find?
1: Um, We have basically found them, you know, in quantifiable concentrations in certain waterways. And let's just say that it is pretty scary to know that they are there. You know, because you would think sometimes, you know, again, you think to yourself, well, you know, these are problems that are, you know, for other countries or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. But when you find them right where you're swimming or where you're fishing or where you're practicing, you know, water sports and stuff like that, it can be very scary to be honest. So, so yeah, to confirm mm-hmm. and without
2: naming places.
1: Yep. We have found them. We have definitely found them.
2: In places where, you know, the public go and, yep, and,
1: and have have and have a bit of, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So… This basically just signifies, wow. you know, a problem for Brisbane, you know, because… Well, if it's Brisbane, it's, it's a problem for well, Australia. <laughs> I'll
0: give you an example. I, I, I do know mm-hmm. roughly where some of the monitoring locations uh, that uh, Nicholas is referring to, I won't disclose where they are, but I, I can but confirm… You guys are really top six, I, right? I can confirm yeah. That, yeah, like, that I personally swam… wasn't invited into this. I, I sort of can confirm great. i personally swam in them mm-hmm. and I've actually, my dogs have also… Uh, been in those waters mm. and uh, swam in them. And often I see little Oski and Cosmo drinking the water out of those little uh, these little yeah. creeks and waterways. Yeah. That
2: will explain the hair again. And that's Let's scary. So, <laughs> you know, we, one thing we do know is the effects of has gives you good volume.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it certainly doesn't cause baldness, that's for sure.
1: Well, I'm not bald. <laughs> no, I'm bald. talking
0: about me, my my, uh, my luscious looks. Uh, luscious looks. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, I mean, I'm worried about getting bald. I'm just going to go swimming. These <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> the, there's a the new... word. Uh, <laughs> the new hair yeah, product. Uh, yeah, yeah, P- from- yeah. You see, you see PFAS. Yeah, you see,
1: you see that? You see the, You know the woman, the woman, like, you know, the, the, the normal, you know, the, the woman washing her hair you know, in the yeah. middle of the jungle. It's like, oh, yes. PFAS. PFAS volume. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Do you know
2: that, uh, that, that is, yeah, And you'd be the best lead actor.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so. so look, just to confirm, we do know it's at detectable levels in Brisbane waterways, yeah. but is it at levels that are potential health risks to people of Brisbane?
1: Well, let's just say that we don't know.
0: Yeah, because that's the scariest the thing. The scary
1: thing is that Australia has very different standards to mm. other places, you know, well, well, less
2: or more.
1: They're much less conservative. So, what I mean by that is, like, you know, other countries are looking at these things and they're saying, well, we don't really want them in our so, waterways. So, w- are well, you a bit relaxed here? Like, you should be. We're right very right. relaxed here in comparison to other countries. Why is that? It is probably because we're still, again, you know, in a different mentality than other countries and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because we look species. out the
2: ocean, mate. We look at, I mean, we, we, you know, 90% of us live within 10 mm. kilometers of the ocean. Mm. We're like, oh, morning, this is bloody great. Life's exactly. awesome. Let's go down for a swim. Yep. That was really <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> was in a accent. Oh right. No, no, but no, but no. But you it, know what I mean. He yeah, really yeah.
0: Looks yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll put this to you. Do you think that uh, we have more uh, relaxed uh, targets in Australia because we don't want to raise a concern to mm-hmm. the public? Do you think I, that's I think effective?
1: so. I think so too. Now, this is a personal thought. I don't know what's going on behind you know the scenes or anything like mm. that. But I can say that. After reviewing many, many um, documents explaining, you know, the health concerns and everything like that, all I can come up with is, do you guys understand that these things accumulate in your body over Mm. time? You know, it doesn't matter that it is found at a certain concentration in the water a single point of contact will accumulate a little bit of it. And if you keep going to that waterway that's contaminated, eventually over time you might find that your concentration, the concentration of whatever contaminant is in the water, of PFOS or PFOA... So that, 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 that's scary.
0: That for me is probably the scariest part. Mm. So why would, for example, and I, th- and I think it's fair to say that the Australian government mm. is actually setting the standards in relation to PFAS and PFOS concentration targets for human health risk... Why would they adopt a relaxed attitude it, for these yeah, contaminant yeah, good levels? Good question, Brad, uh,
2: because that, that you, you, you're I, really right, because it's deliberate.
0: Yeah, well, why is it, yeah, that's the thing. Why is it deliberate? Number one, are they actually trying to shift liability? Mm. Are they actually trying to protect the uh, potential polluters? Mm. And why are they not showing a greater concern for the Australian public health?
2: Well, do you know what? It's, it, it's for the same reason that you both spoke to me before we did this podcast and said, hey, guys with you're both Brad and yeah. Nick have done individual work and there were things that you said that you cannot say on this podcast. Mm. That's for the same bloody reason, guys. You know, it's it, – it, Possibly, it, it, yeah. It, well, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. but, you know, you to protect yourself and, I mean, this is not mm. a conspiracy theory mm. podcast, but you imagine how high up this goes, mm. you know. You're damn right. It, 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 it is, it's actually mind-blowing. And, like, you know, my question to you is so – if people are knowingly going back to the same spot where PFAS is, that it's going to get more of it in them, which is, I
0: mean, okay, I'll give you an example. Like me, me and Nicholas went to the same university, and one of the things that was drilled home to me when I was at university, I'm sure it's the same thing for uh, Nicholas in his uh, more recent studies, was that it was a little old principle called the precautionary principle. Mm. If we didn't know about the uh, impacts or the risks associated with a particular activity, CFCs, uh, greenhouse gases. Uh, other sort of uh, pollutants, you take a precautionary approach. Yeah. You, you set really, really conservative limits – um, you 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 get on board. You actually try and you don't d- d- relax. You, you're to identify the extent of the problem. Okay, why aren't we doing that? So I actually asked um, Nicholas um, before the podcast. This is like, well, you're doing these investigations around the waterways around here. Is there anyone else doing that? And uh, the the response, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nicholas was like, this is actually fairly new research. Mm. Um, but having said that, we've known PFAS has been a problem for about ten or fifteen years. Why are the Australian government and why isn't the state government why aren't local governments around Australia absolutely analyzing this? And number one, to determine the, the state of the problem. And secondly, to actually, if it is identified as a problem, do something actually about it.
1: We, we, we didn't even look at them because we just say, oh, it's fine. It's not going to kill me today or anything yeah. like that, you know? And that's where people, like I say, like, you know, that's where people tend to ignore, you know, other things. And that's where the governments and stuff like probably start, like, you know, ignoring them too. Well, because because it's not affecting the people and stuff. Yeah, like that, because, you know? yeah, and, and because it's not killing people today. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So they say, why put more money into this?
0: It's just I guess I guess it's sort of we don't we focus a lot of our attention on PFAS, but there's other emerging contaminants mm. as well. Yeah. Um, so you, you your researchers also look at microplastics yeah. and sort of other sort of yeah. uh, like endocrine in, disruptors, like uh, the, the the hormones yeah, and other sort of contaminants. Hormones, stuff like are, they, are they within the, the waterways that you sampled as well?
1: Well, with the things that I've that I've tested and everything like that, thank God we didn't really find them. We found a lot of caffeine, which is yeah. you know it's 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 very like you know the most of it. Like I'll just say for example, you know in a residential area near a creek and stuff, it is really easy to find caffeine because caffeine of in the sewer wise. of the sewer. You know, caffeine doesn't get completely break down. You know, and then it gets expelled through urine or feces mm. or anything like that. You know what I mean? Goes into the sewer. The sewer gets overflown into a creek, and then caffeine. Suddenly, is all over the creek mm. and everything like that. Now, for it's humans, It's
2: gonna be good to know when we go away for a road trip. I <laughs> so ran right out of a coffee. <laughs> you to a you like some pay pass with
1: your
0: uh, caffeine this morning?
1: <laughs> but, but you know what? It's not for caffeine, at least you know. It's for for humans. There's no... There's no real concern it's, unless you maybe take your kids, you know, on a trip yeah. they start bathing yeah. and yeah. then they become super hyperactive, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, yeah, but and it's obviously,
0: trip. do you think it's obvious, I guess it's probably the risk to aquatic ecosystem health would be reasonably exactly. low. Yeah, um, yeah, what are yeah. the fish like on caffeine? <laughs> 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 they <wasn't, baby. laughs> wow. does not baby. Well Does anyone know? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> we don't even know, you yeah. know, if, these, if, these, um, if caffeine might affect the fish because it might, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a concentration for us that might, you know, increase our heart rate and stuff like that might be, having to be humongous in comparison to what it might take for a fish to do that, that might have concerns for, you know, energy Mm. efficiency of the fish and stuff like that, you know? So,
0: we just still don't And that's know. my point. Like, we, whilst we focus a lot of our attention on PFAS, it's, it's it's one of those contaminants that we just have used quite widely in a number mm. of different applications, but we don't really know the mm-hmm. actual implications. Like, I think the reason why PFAS is getting so much attention is because there's probably uh, – it has been identified as a mm. potential connect- castogen. and Jeremy used the analogy of it's like predator. <laughs> um, it's probably – it was it, a good analogy. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good analogy, but um, that's why uh, – there's been a human health link yep. to the two exactly distribution or concentrations whereas caffeine we're like yeah it's 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 probably yeah. not a human health mm. issue so we don't really worry about okay, too so much what's but what, exactly. what, what okay, is so impact so to a, the fish and aquatic, aquatic okay organisms? so we've got
2: we've got proof that plastics now within the the, the human feces yeah
0: well that's my next question so, so yeah. microplastics in our waterways mm-hmm. so are they there
1: yes absolutely in fact i conducted like you know one of my research projects and stuff that i conducted I was looking at both, at all three PFAS pharmaceuticals and microplastics and everything like that um, in a small waterway. And let's just say that the one that astounded me the most was not PFAS, even though I found it in, in the waterway as well at quantifiable amounts that even violated a couple of um, guidelines. The ones that I was really scared about were microplastics, where no guidelines really exist. And these microplastics were being found almost at a one-to-one ratio, particle-to-milliliter, in the water.
0: Hang on, backtrack. So one, one- tool.
1: That's, that's saying that for every milliliter of water, there was one plastic particle.
2: Oh, I'm not that smart, but I can work that one out. Yeah. That is a very highly concentrated bit of- mm-hmm.
0: So for a thousand, thousand liters of water, mm-hmm. there's a thousand- Particles. Particles. Of plastic.
1: Yeah. That are smaller than five millimeters. Now, I will just say Ew. this. I will just say this. That was in a raw sewage um, sample- in the, in the water itself, in the running water of the waterway itself, the concentration was still pretty high. It was 100 particles per liter, uh-huh. per liter of water collected.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah, backtrack. So I said mm-hmm. 1,000 particles per 1,000 liters. It's actually 1,000 particles per liter in yeah, the raw sorry, sewage. Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah, sorry. sorry. And and in the waterway, you're mm-hmm. saying 100 particles of microplastics. Per
1: liter. Per liter. Per wow. liter of water. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. And that's not even counting the stuff that we don't see that that that's like, you know, this is a this was a very small waterway, you know, and all this is being transferred into, you know, larger um, waterways that eventually end up in the ocean. And we're finding out that people are actually consuming microplastics when they swim. We're finding out that microplastics actually end up in the bloodstream of people. There was an article basically that tested how microplastics basically interacted once being ingested by people and stuff like that. And they can be ingested by eating fish that has been accumulating microplastics. <laughs>
0: This is getting all a bit scary. I know, man. I <laughs> know.
1: Sunday
2: night, I feel like bloody, <laughs> you
1: we know, warm wee warm <laughs> oh, I think. Look, I, I, I actually think
0: there's a lot to unpack here in terms yeah, of right. microplastics. Definitely. I think this would be a good time to actually end part two of this podcast chat mm. and, and, uh, re- and rejoin for a part three. Are you you okay for a part three? Yeah. yeah, I think we should talk about microplastics. This is fantastic. Okay, cool.
2: Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.